T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Tuesday, we continue on the Bill Michaels Show, back at it, and we are glad you are with us, um, as always. We certainly appreciate you being here. Uh, the Green Bay Packers get ready for the opponent that played last night in a losing effort as the Philadelphia Eagles got knocked off 23-17 last evening. Not a, a stellar performance by any stretch of the imagination when you talk about Carson Wentz, 25-45, 215 yards. He was sacked under pressure all night. The defense... For Seattle, was not that good, but they were all over Carson Wentz. He hung, hung on to the ball a couple of times a little bit too long, but that offensive line that he has, not very good. A couple of touchdowns, also a pick, a 73.8 quarterback rating last night. He was also the leading rusher. Their offensive line, just not that good. But uh, five carries, 42 yards last night. Sanders only gets six carries for 15 yards. Most of the time they were throwing the football. Talk more about this contest coming up. Let's bring in Ryan Wood, shall we? Do you want to know what's going on at 1265 Lombardi Avenue? What's next for the pack? Let's check in with our green and gold insider, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Brought to you by Thomas Marola Law Offices. Divorce, child custody, and other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola. Online at marolalaw.net or call 414-327-5800. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette and PackersNews.com now joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And uh, let's go back to Sunday, Ryan. Um, In in the grand scheme of things, how impressive a win was this for the Packers? They did to a bad team what you should do to a bad team. Uh, No different than what they've done at other times uh, over the course of this season. The difference being that only half of the Bears is bad, and the, the half of the Bears that is bad is putrid. I mean, that, that offense and Mitch Trubisky, the quarterback situation, it's a mess. Uh, but the Bears do have a very capable defense, even without Akeem Hicks. That, that, that's a very strong defense that the Packers marched up and down the field on. And, you know, it reminded me, Bill, that coming out of Indianapolis, they only put together half a game, but they were there was a pep in their step even after that loss because they felt like that half, that first half they put together against the Colts, they felt like they found another gear there, and they really did continue that and carry that into 
this this you know Sunday night game against the Bears, and if they're able to, to do what they did up front with the offensive line, the quarterback playing the way he is, commit to the run game the way they did, this could be a very difficult offense to stop. So the question that we've been asking is: Is the offense alone good enough to, to you know to carry the Packers to a Super Bowl this year? You know, it, the offense is very good. I, I feel like it's almost a bit exaggeratory to say that the offense is alone. And I'm not here to say that the Packers' defense is good. It's not good. The Packers do not have a good defense. But they have a better defense than 2016. They have they have a better defense than that defense that got ran off the field in the Georgia Dome. This is not the worst. It's really not even close to the worst Packers' defense that they've had over the last decade. So I don't think that the Packers' offense necessarily has to do it alone. Um, and in, in the past couple weeks, I do think that you're starting to see some more pass rush productivity. Uh, you're starting to see some more takeaways, which uh, through the first half of the season was just the, the plague that, that was absolutely missing from, from this defense was the inability to take away the football after having 25 last year. They just couldn't do it. Well, now the, the last couple weeks they've, they've done that. Um, if those things continue, they don't need a good defense with this offense. To me, that's, that, that's, that's really how I look at it. They, they're not. I don't think the Packers' offense is doing it alone, but the Packers' offense is good enough with an average defense to go out and win a Super Bowl, especially in this NFC where there is no one dominant team. There is no, no one team that is clearly head and shoulders above the rest. The Packer, it's wide open for the Packers, and I, I, I do think that they have more defense than they've had in the past to be able to support what they're doing offensively. Was this game for Preston Smith one of his better um, don't get me wrong, it's not a great offensive line, it, but but the fact that he was setting the edge, seemed more engaged, a little more combative, I guess, uh, in the defensive trenches, was this a better game for Preston Smith? Well, it's certainly the most productive game he had this season, right? I mean, he got into the end zone, he had a sack. Um, goodness, it had been so long since, since he had any kind of real consistent production um, as a pass rusher. So I, I do think it was his most productive game, and, and it's – Really not a coincidence when you draw the the line of outside linebackers coach Mike Smith saying last week that Preston Smith is not rushing the way he wants him to rush. Um, Mike, Mike Pettin admitting that you know, Preston Smith's not having the season that he had last year, and then they take a step further, and he's not on the field for the first snap. Rashawn Gary gets the start over Preston Smith. Um, they held Preston Smith's feet to the fire. They, they held him accountable for for his play last week and and he goes out and lo and behold he has his most productive game of the year so um you know it, I, it, it the question is obviously can he build on that is it a one game and then he reverts back to, to where he was or does he continue to progress and and be for the remainder of this year the player that the packers absolutely know he can be um that's what we need to see but i mean for one game it was very much cause and effect that the packers held him accountable and he went out there and produced um, Aaron Rodgers talked about and went almost overboard in talking about the relationship with the coach, the play calling, the scheme. Um, I, we all know Aaron Rodgers is very pointed in what he says, and there's a reason that he says it. What are you, what are you thinking when you hear him give so much praise to the head coach? I think he's happy in the offense right now. I think he's really comfortable in the offense. One of the best signs that you have of, of how comfortable – a quarterback is in an offense is how quickly is he getting rid of the football in all season. Aaron Rodgers has been getting rid of the football in lightning speed. Uh, it's been a completely night and day 
polar opposite of last year where it very much looked the offense looked like a car running without oil all of 2019 it has been very smooth very greased up this year and again i i I think that the quarterback is just pleased with with the way things are going schematically he was also asked why are you getting rid of the football so quickly and he said the scheme is getting guys open i that that's that's how he feels right now he feels that when he gets the ball from center He's looking at open receivers that are being schemed up to give him options on a play, and, and he's not wasting time getting to those options. So, um, you know, there, there's, there certainly seems to be a lot of love going back and forth from the head coach and the quarterback. Matt LaFleur said in his eyes Aaron Rodgers is, is, is the MVP and that there's not another quarterback he'd want on his team. So it, it certainly has been reciprocated from the head coach. and. And you can see that on the field. Uh, you know, it's always the chicken or, or the egg. It, are, are they pleased with each other because uh, they like each other, or are they pleased with each other because of what's happening on the field, or is what's happening on the field because they're pleased with each other? The, the product on the field is good right now for that offense. And as a result, I think you've got a very happy head coach and a very happy quarterback. Defensively, I know uh, Matt LaFleur addressed the fact that they got a couple of scores. Uh, the Bears did late in that contest, and he talked about, well, you know, some things you play soft, you're giving it up, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, is it excuse-making for a defense that just gave up some scores, or is that the way they scripted it? It's certainly not what you want. When, when you have a 41-10 to 10 lead, you like to be able to put in your backup quarterback. And there was multiple times, and Bill, I <laughs> – I retweeted you during the game. I, you asked the question, is it Tim Boyle time? And as, as I was seeing your tweet in my timeline, I'm looking down at the sideline and Tim Boyle's grabbing a football and t- bringing it to Elton Jenkins and going through snaps. Yes, it, it was Tim Boyle time. There was one problem. The defense couldn't keep the Bears out of the end zone. It, it, so, no, it, it became very much not Tim Boyle time. Um, the, the bottom line is, it's glass half empty or glass half full, either way you look at it. When the game was competitive, the Packers defense did exactly what it needed to do against a terrible Bears offense. It dominated the Bears offense when the game was competitive. Did it let off the gas in the fourth quarter? Absolutely no question. Is that a problem? Against good offenses, it could have been. It wasn't a problem Sunday night. So there's some teaching tape to go forward. But all in all, this this was a Packers defense that, that did what it needed to do against a bad Bears offense and, and not only kept them in check but made plays and extended the lead, got, got into the end zone on the scoreboard. There was definitely, if there was some teaching tape, there were some things that, that they can feel good about and, and kind of uh, build off of as well. Talking with Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, now you start to look ahead and you say, okay, uh, the Packers should beat a bad Philadelphia team. Uh, I guess the next real test is going to come when they face either Carolina, who gave uh, the Vikings all they wanted, or maybe Tennessee. Obviously, the Bears are going to face at the end of the season. This team's going to end up 12-4, and 13-3, and three, and still one of the top teams in the NFC. Um, you tell me what team you think gives them the most problem. I think Russell Wilson be a heck of a matchup for this defense to handle. Um, you know, and if if they can, if that Seattle defense can can play the way it did against again a terrible offensive line in Philly and, and a quarterback that that's really searching right now, Carson Wentz. But if it can just play well enough, the best player in the NFC very well might be. Apologies, to Aaron Rodgers might be Russell Wilson. Uh, that that would be a really tough matchup for this. Uh, and then on the other side, you know that. If they had to go and and look at the the Bucks defense again after how much they struggled 
uh, blocking up that defensive front early in the season, that that could be a challenge too. So um, it depends on, uh, I think it depends on which hat you're wearing. Are, are you calling the plays for the Packers offense like Matt LaFleur, or are you trying to scheme up against an, uh, uh, an offense like, like Mike Pettin? Um, your, your answer is Seattle's offense or, or Tampa Bay's defense, uh, depending on the side of the ball you're on. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I, I, do you have any concern about New Orleans? I mean, it, New Orleans, uh, when Drew Brees comes back, do you think that's a team that they can still match up well against the way they did second week of the season? You know, I I can't say that, that I would. That doesn't mean that the Saints can't beat the Packers. Uh, certainly they could. That game week three was, was a good game. Uh, it was a game that even even on the road in, in the Superdome that the, the, the Packers were – uh, it's a very well. They, they needed to make plays at the end to win that game. They very well could have lost it. It's just Drew Brees' arm strength. It, it just it, it limits what you can do offensively. Um, I know that he's re- lightning quick getting rid of the ball, and he's got the, the the mind to diagnose plays and get through his progressions, and, and that can really neutralize a pass rush, and it can make things very difficult for you defensively. But at, at the end of the day, if you don't have to respect the quarterback's ability to throw it down the field, it it, it really it takes away half the game. Uh, so that, that's, you know, I, I, I think uh, the, the deep ball that Russell Wilson throws, the fact that Tom Brady's still slinging it, uh, to me, both of those quarterbacks would, would be scarier in, in January than Drew Brees. Good stuff as always. We'll chat later uh, later on this week, okay? All right. Take care, Bill. Appreciate it. There you go. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Also, PackersNews.com. Find him on Twitter at ByRyanWood. At ByRyanWood. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to SchneiderJobs.com. A reminder, coming up on Thursday night, 6 to 8, it's going to be the Bill Michaels Huddle. And uh, Bill Huber from SI, Bill Rabior from uh, The Fan up in Green Bay, going to be on the guest. It's going to be all the bills coming up. On Thursday nights, brought to you by our friends at Bud Light Seltzer. Unquestionably good, brewed with that unique five-step filtration process that ensures the cleaner finish, no lingering aftertaste, and only 100 calories. Go to BudLight.com. That is BudLight.com. Is this Packers offense alone good enough to carry the Packers to a Super Bowl this year? Your comments, thoughts, calls, everything, coming up next on The Bill Michael Show. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. So the Green Bay Packers... We all know have a good offense. No doubt. Defense, as you heard from Ryan Wood, look, they're bad. They're not a, they're not a good defense, but they're not awful. They may have just enough. 855 830 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. So, do you think do you think that there is enough that this Packers team can can get there? 
Do you think that there's enough there that this team can get there? Like I said, you got to be good. You got to be lucky. You got to be hot. You got to be healthy. The team, for the most part, knock on wood, has been healthy. They've they've lost a few players to injury here and there, COVID here and there, but they haven't had anything detrimental as of now. Again, knock on wood. Um, you know, obviously they're going to be relatively hot coming into the postseason. Uh, you would assume uh, the only real possibility. There's always a possibility for a loss, but you would assume the only real possibility is against Tennessee when they come to Lambeau Field as they bring a run game. And the Packers, we all know, not good at stopping the run. So they should get that win final week of the season. We'll have to wait and see if they're 12-4 and four or 13-3. And, and if they are, do they then – have the ability to uh, get the top spot in the NFC. If they go 13-3, and three, they'll end up being the top team in the NFC with the first-round bye. Because you would assume that at some point um, that New Orleans is going to have at least one more loss on the docket. You would assume. I mean, uh, New Orleans still has to play Kansas City. And if they end up tied with New Orleans – they're going to end up with because of the uh, the tie, the head break, or the head to head the tiebreaker of head to head that they're going to end up the top dog in the NFC and the road to the Super Bowl is going to have to go through Lambeau Field in January eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight that's if it plays out in this fashion they got Philadelphia should be a win Detroit should be a win Carolina should be a win. But I think Carolina is one of those teams that's up and coming, and they're just fighting right now. And I appreciate watching Carolina play. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater in his first year uh, under center with that team, new coaching staff and such. I think they're going to put it together, and they're going to be a decent team with a few more pieces. Uh, and then you've got Tennessee. And Tennessee, you, you know, Tennessee, you would assume, is still going to be fighting for a spot at that point in time. They're going to be fighting for a position, you would assume. You would assume. Pittsburgh and Kansas City, the top two dogs. Tennessee sitting at 8-3. and three. They're tied with Buffalo. They're tied with Cleveland. They're just a game above uh, Indianapolis, game above Miami. Baltimore just trying to hang on, hang in there. And Tennessee, when you look at Tennessee's schedule, the remaining uh, remainder of the way, you know, Tennessee is, is like I said, they're – they don't have the easiest of schedules just because last year they did go into the postseason, but they're going to figure out where they're at because they got Cleveland on the docket next. So they could vault ahead via tiebreaker uh, of Cleveland. Then they've got Jacksonville, Detroit, the Packers, and the Texans. Uh, so really, uh, Cleveland and the Packers are the two teams above 500 that they have. They should be uh, a bad Jacksonville team. They should beat a bad Detroit team. And they should beat a bad Houston team. Although Houston, who knows what Houston's going to bring. 855-830-8648. So are the Packers, do the Packers have enough to get to a Super Bowl? Yay or nay? Your thoughts. Uh, let's go to our buddy Tim listening to us in Fredonia. Tim, welcome to the program as always, pal. What's going on? Billy, long time no talk to my man. Hey, here's the thing, Bill. You have to have 
a, a comparable defense. Packers don't have that. They're too deficient. They don't have a, you know, they don't, they can't stop the run. They play dime defense all the time. Um, their linebacker core is below average. Kenny Clark's good. Smith brothers are okay. But here's the deal, Bill, against Indy, they had a 14 point. The ball couldn't stop that, and he never adjusted, never put another linebacker back on the field and pulled out a DB. So our DBs with King and Jair should be healthy enough to be okay. You know, so let's play mm-hmm. nickel or let's go to a base 4-3 or whatever you want to do and, and stop the run. They're too deficient on defense, Bill, and the only way they could do it is if they have to go through Lambeau, but they got to get the tiebreaker with Seattle. Seattle's got to lose another one, too, because right. if, they, if Green Bay wins out, Seattle's still got the tiebreaker on them for conference losses. So, they, they, you know, yeah, they could do it. I mean, the Lambeau mystique is all with their fans there, obviously, so is everybody else's, but they're too deficient on defense, Bill. And if, if Rodgers has a three and out or they turn the ball over, as you saw against Indy, it's over for the Packers. They just they can't get enough stops in a game to be able to, especially on third down, obviously, to get the ball back in Aaron's hands enough. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong. Same old Packers, though. I'd like to hear mm-hmm. thing. Thanks, Billy. Thanks. No, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, right now the Packers in the standings tied with Seattle at 8-3. and three. Uh, the, con- the the Packers are 3-1 and one in the division. And uh, in their own division, Seattle two and two in the conference, both teams right now sitting at six and two. Uh, I have not looked far enough ahead on Seattle's schedule to see where they would end up, but uh, the non-conference games, both teams are two and one. Um, now Seattle, don't forget Seattle's still. I mean, Seattle's. When you talk about Seattle, Seattle plays in a very tough West, you know, and I just, I don't know that. Seattle is going to survive the next few. I mean, granted, they've got the Giants coming up and the Jets coming up, and and then the Washington uh, football team coming up. Their last two games, though, they got to play the Rams and they've got to play the 49ers. Now, Seattle, for all intents and purposes, they should beat the Giants. They should beat the Jets. Okay? And by the way, both of those games at Lumen Field. Okay? So both of those teams have to come East Coast to West Coast. They get the Giants and the Jets in back-to-back weeks. Oof. Holy mackerel. And then you get you got to fly to Washington and take on Washington. But Washington, as we all know, is not a very good football team. But you circle that week 16. When the Packers are playing the Titans, the, the Seattle Seahawks are going to be playing the Rams. And you kind of look to that and say, okay, that might be the week that separates these two teams uh, before it's all said and done. 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Four eight, give us a shout. Again, eight five five eight three zero eight six four. Let's go to Mike listening to us in Rhinelander. Mike, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, Bill. Um, well, I don't think any team has en- enough when they're single faceted, so I don't think the offense can get us there on their own. But I do think that they can get us to a position where our run defense is not much of a factor. Uh, you make teams play from behind enough, and then we rely on our secondary, which has been pretty decent this year when we're not injured. Um, so I think they can't do it on their own, but I think they can they can put us in a position where we can definitely get there. I, th- I think the defense can do enough to sustain. I appreciate the phone call, but I, the formula by which the Packers can win is strictly going to be, um, in, in my opinion, is strictly going to be you got to get up 
you got to get up by a couple of scores, allow the defense to pin their ears back, even risk a couple of mistakes, and that's the way they're going to win these these you know in the postseason. Just my opinion. I think that the Packers are good. Uh, I think their offense is really good, but I don't think they're good enough to overcome a game in which it's a slugfest and the defense is asked to go out and get additional stops. You one or two here or there, that's fine, but you're not going to get a, a, a you know a whole half where they're going to have to play smash mouth defense and they're going to punch you in the face. That's not going to happen. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Hang in there. We're just asking the question. You can answer this. Your thoughts. Is this Packers team, just by looking at the rest of the NFC, good enough that on that uh, that you know that old adage of any given Sunday, they they could possibly win their way to a championship, or at least win their way to an NFC title and get themselves into a championship contest? Stay tuned. We got a lot more, including your phone calls. That's all coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Sean and the gang, they do a great job. All you got to do is look up and down all of Wisconsin to see all the great work that they've done. They're on Facebook as well. You can check out all the different finishes and all the different things that they do with polyurea coatings and epoxy coatings, colors, finishes, styles, all that kind of good stuff, whether it's a homeowner, a business owner, industrial, they can do it all. Go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. That's epoxyflooringdoneright.com, and they warranty it for life, and they're local right here in our own backyard. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back to Bill Michaels Show. We continue on, and we are glad you are here. Thanks so much for taking a listen to us. And, uh, hey, I'll tell you what, uh, the Wisconsin Biofuels Association brings you this portion of the program, and just like that, it's the holiday season. No matter what the holidays you celebrate, uh, remember to give the gift to farmers and the refinery workers. You can choose unleaded 88 at the pump. For your car, that's if your car is newer than 2001, you should be able to do it. You got a flex fuel vehicle, go with E85. I mean, I use it uh, all the time. I get people that see me at the pumps that come over, they kind of look. I'm like, yep, hey, if it's here, if it's at a gas station, usually it's quick trips or jets that I'm at. And if, the, if they have the unleaded 88, I'm always getting it. And it reduces the amount of petroleum in your gas, replacing it with renewable corn ethanol. Increased demand for ethanol and our gasoline. It helps the workers right here in our state and the farmers. And they work hard every day to produce the product for you locally in Wisconsin and throughout the upper Midwest. So all of you out there in the uh, the Bill Michaels universe, give E85 a shot in your flex fuel vehicle or choose unleaded 88 in your car or truck to save money and burn less fossil fuel. And if you need more information and you want to answer all the questions and get rid of all the myths, Go to abetterfuel.org. That is abetterfuel.org. It really is an easy decision. Be an advocate for the farmers, the refinery workers, the truck drivers, everybody. Go to abetterfuel.org. 
That is abetterfuel.org. So do you feel that this Packers team is capable of getting to a Super Bowl without without a defense that's, say, top five? I mean, I, I look, I, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I do if things are flowing. Now, when you run up against good defensive teams, it's hard to get it flowing. But you have to. You have to be able to have the offense in a good space where it's in rhythm. Aaron Rodgers spreading the ball around. Obviously, Devontae's there. Uh, and it's good. Good to see Alan Lazard. I tweeted this out the other night. Good to see Alan Lazard back. You know, it's not just because Alan Lazard brings some kind of incredible dynamic to the team. He brings another element. Everybody brings something. You know, it's kind of like the way I look at the Packers offense, you got two gourmet chefs. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, right? Um, They can create and make things happen. But everybody else is bringing an appetizer, and everybody's got something. Everybody brings something to the table, whether it's a beverage, whether it's a dessert, whether it's an appetizer, an hors d'oeuvre, whatever it happens to be, everybody's got something. So when you put it all together, by the time you leave, you got a pretty damn good meal. You know? You're full. You're happy. It's palatable. It's all good. Is it dynamic five-star? No, but you put it all together, and it's good enough. Now, uh, again, going back to what Lewis had written to us a little bit earlier, Aaron Rodgers, man, you can circle a lot of different things regarding this offense, but with Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur and that relationship, you got to take, and I'm doing this right now right in front of me, but you got to take your pen, and you got to continually circle 12. Continually, 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 continually circle 12. He's got to have a good game. You don't get rattled. You don't get out of your element. You don't change up what, what got you there. You stick with it. You know? And, you, you know, you don't start locking in on one guy. You know, if you if you get down, you don't start worrying about every possession. You just do what you do and, and get back at it. The fear is that this team will get down by two scores and start pressing. That's the fear. And then once you do, I mean, that's 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 also the recipe to beat the Green Bay Packers. 855-830-8648. Um, Rob says Seattle's defense might be the worst ever. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, a lot of other teams are better than us, except for a quarterback. That's the difference maker. Our uh, defense is what will prevent us from going to a Super Bowl. That's from Ben. Do you think the Packers knew something about Will Fuller's PED use? Is that the reason they didn't pick him up? No. I've said this before. I'll say it again. No. Because put it this way, if they knew he was on on PEDs, don't you think Houston would have traded him away and taken less for him? If they, I mean, if they didn't know, the Packers didn't know. It's not like you do um, a physical ahead of time. You know, you're just talking hypotheticals until all of a sudden it comes pen to paper. So no, I don't think they did. And like I said before. When it comes to the Will Fuller deal or the deal that didn't get done, it didn't get done. And a lot of people thought, you know what? Packers just aren't going for it. Is this the time to go ahead and go for it? And they didn't. Had they done that, I still would have felt the same then or today as I would have then. I would have felt this organization did what they could to go ahead and push their chips to the middle of the table. Regardless of what Will Fuller did or didn't do when it comes to PEDs. 
And when it comes to PEDs, in my opinion, anyway, Will Fuller has been a guy that's been traditionally banged up, hamstrings and things like that, you know. And uh, I, my assumption is is that he was taking things to make sure that he would recover and recuperate and stay in the field. Just my opinion. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Richard in Menasha on the score. Richard, how you doing today, man? What's up? Not too bad. How you doing? Doing well today. What's on your mind? Great. I thought I'd comment on the uh, uh, Packers' offense. Or I think they're good enough to win the Super Bowl, and I think the team is actually. If you think about Kansas City last year in the Super Bowl, their mm-hmm. defense was not overly dominant, but they did come up with key players at the times they needed. And I think with the secondary that we have, we can actually not shut down, of course, the Kansas City, but I think we could keep them under control. And then our uh, other key players like Smith, the Smith guys, and uh, they can make some key plays. I, I believe we could uh, actually win that Super Bowl. Yeah, I think uh, if you get if you get there, absolutely, I would agree with that. If, if you get there, but I just man, when you talk about playing against Kansas City or against Pittsburgh, those are both really, really balanced teams that can do it on both ends, and they can keep up with you right. offensively. So that's the that's the exactly. So that's the scare. I mean, getting there is one thing, but getting there and winning uh, that is a monumental right. task, I think, for this team. And just in my opinion. It's just the only hope is maybe to play Kansas City because their defense is is not the greatest. Their defense is susceptible. They've had issues this year. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. No doubt. Appreciate it, Richard. Talk to you soon. Let's go to our buddy L listening to us in Philadelphia. L, what's going on, man? Hey, good afternoon. Um, I just wanted to comment about the, the follow-up with, with uh, main man just was saying on uh, about the Packers and the um, offense. Um, I think their offense is definitely uh, good enough to help them make it to the Super Bowl. I think our defense could become sustainable enough to support them as well. Um, people are bagging on them on the defense, and like Ryan Wood said earlier, it's not a good defense. Um, I think them picking up the guy that they picked up uh, just to help, like clock the middle, will help. Also, um, just some continuity, like just having everybody on the field at the same time. Uh, it just feels like to me they never put a full, um, I put a full game plan together to play a full, you know, good game from quarter one to quarter four they've had spots like you have spots when the defense played well in a half or a quarter or maybe or the offense may have played a good three quarters or whatever it's like they, they the closest that they ever put a full game together we're playing on both on all cylinders was last week against the bears and that's something to build off of also um in reference to uh like if and people are still like talking about the teams that they lost to before like you got to keep in mind the defense, yeah, they gave up big plays, but at the same time, they were only stopping them and getting them three points. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the game that we played against the Colts. I mean, yeah, they right. didn't play well in the second half, but yet you're strip sack away from winning that game. Like, that call could have went either way, and we could have won that game. But right. nevertheless, we, lo- we lost, so we just was on the bad end of that. And as far as um, I wanted to speak about Will Fuller, too, like, I mean, that didn't age well as far as us getting him. I mean, a lot of people wanted him, and now look what ended up happening. I don't think they had right. an inside scoop about him having, you know, using PEDs or anything like that. But, you know, sometimes they say the, uh, you know, the most prepared are the most lucky. You know what I'm saying? So right. maybe the Packers knew they went in, knew what they wanted to get for him, and the Texans wanted the whole house for him, and he went with to give that, and now look at that. So I'm um, just confident with the team. Thanks, man. L, always appreciate it, pal. No, I, some of the best deals are the ones that are never made. And we've talked about that, but you're right. And the way I look at it, for those that think that 
um, you know, the Packers had some inside knowledge. Uh, again, if the Packers had it, don't you think the Texans would have had it? And if the Texans had it, you would have dealt them for less because you know if everybody else knew, they wouldn't have wanted them. So you'd have taken anything for him. You know? So, you know, no, I don't think the Packers knew anything. I don't think anybody knew anything. I just think that, uh, he, you know, this past week he, he tested, got busted. It is what it is, you know? 855-830-8648. Again, 855-830-8648. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll come back, get back to the phone calls. Mike is down on Whitewater. Also, the Badgers getting ready to take on Indiana this weekend. We're going to talk about that. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers are home today. All 32 teams in the NFL following the league's new COVID restrictions. Working from his home office, head coach Matt LaFleur spoke to the media, says he's keeping in communication with his coaching staff. You know, we've been able to have our meetings our necessary meetings we actually gave the guys off until wednesday i just don't feel like the zoom meetings when you're showing the tape uh it it just feels a little bit different so we're going to restructure wednesday a little bit and we'll kind of put this game to bed wednesday morning right right away and then we'll get on to philly the packers host the eagles sunday at 325 philly lost at home last night to the seahawks 23-17 23-17 on Monday Night Football. They are now 3-7-1. Eagles tight end, Dallas Goddard. The locker room, man, people are pissed. we got a lot of winners in that room and nobody likes to lose. Uh, it's tough going through a stretch like that. Uh, we're going to go back to work on Wednesday and get ready for the Packers and go down there and give them everything we got. That's Philadelphia's Dallas Goddard. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. You are with us. Don't forget, uh, we got some great places up north for you to go to. I'll tell you more about Timberstone and the Four Seasons Island Resort coming up here in a little bit. Just after the top of the hour, they got some great deals on right now. The toy drive starts tomorrow. Uh, I mean, the toy drive's already underway, but the 24-hour broadcast beyond begins tomorrow. And uh, make sure you're listening to that as well on our flagship station out of Milwaukee, 1250 AM, The Fan. Our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, they've got some great deals right now as well. They've got a 5% bonus savings once you purchase the day of your initial consultation, in addition to two years, no interest, no payments, no money down. Get you new windows, get you new doors, more economical, beautiful, adds value to your home, keeps you safe, secure, all that kind of good stuff. Check out our friends at PellaWI.com. Again, PellaWI.com. Pella. WI.com. Uh, we'll get to the phone coming up here real quick. Badgers coming up this weekend, taking on Indiana, really good Indiana team. But 
their quarterback uh, is not going to be there. Going to miss the rest of the season after suffering that torn ACL in Saturday's win against Maryland. Uh, Tom Allen saying yesterday that uh, it's the same ligament he tore as a true freshman back in 2018. Ended up redshirting the entire season then. He suffered the injury while scrambling out of bounds at the Maryland five-yard line with 436 left to go in a third quarter. Hoosiers ended up winning the game, but lost their quarterback. So uh, the Badgers are at least going to be facing Indiana a little bit depleted because of it. Now, I don't want to say that's good news. It's never good news when you you know have somebody with an injury, but uh, the Badgers got Indiana on the docket. Let's go to Mike listening to us in Whitewater. Mike, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Billy. Good to talk what? to you finally you, again. You too, buddy. What's up? Hey, I agree with you. The Packers offense could do it if they're in rhythm. Okay, if he when he went down there, how many three and outs did they have against Indy? And also right. on the defensive side, I liked what they saw when they put uh, is it Gary in uh, and yeah. moved the Darius over. Yep, and they absolutely good then. Yep, no doubt. You know, Rashawn Gary has looked better and better. Uh, over the last few weeks specifically. Now, he needs a move or two or four, but he has looked better. But then again, I've said, Mike, uh, time and again, he was never to be a big-time pass rusher to begin with. Even at Michigan, he never was. He was always a guy, and appreciated as always, Mike. Mike, great to be in touch with you. I hope you're doing well and your family's doing well as well down there. Mike's always been a big contributor uh, of ours to the uh, to the toy drive also. A huge heart for our buddy Mike down there uh, in Whitewater. But Rashawn Gary has never been a big-time statistical pass rusher, even when he was at Michigan. But he can be a disruptor. He can set the edge. He can be a tackler. He's played better. No doubt. He's played better. 855-830-8648. When we come back, we're going to frenzy. Got some good stuff coming up for you as well. We'll talk about the NFL, talking about the Broncos, Steelers, the Ravens. We'll get into that discussion. We'll continue on with this. Take more of your phone calls, emails, and tweets. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Another hour yet to go right after this. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 